0: Hey, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Family Business Today podcast, where every family business has a story to tell and a step to take to not only thrive, but working together, create a lasting family legacy. I'm your host, Greg Lewis. Our guest today is Bill Smith. Bill has been involved with his family business for over 30 years. Royal cup coffee and tea has been in his family since his grandfather bought the company in 1950. In 2014, Bill was promoted to the president and CEO role following his uncle and moving the guidance of the business to him as a third generation leader. Bill launched Double Iron Consulting in 2021 to serve and help small to medium sized businesses and family business owners and executives clarify and achieve their goals. He understands what it's like to be in their position and knows the care that goes into a business, especially when it's a family business. Well, hello, Bill. Hello, Greg. Hey, thanks for joining me for this edition of Family Business Today. I've really been looking forward to hearing more about your family business and how your experiences have shaped how you're today consulting family businesses.
1: I'm looking forward to it.
0: Well, Bill, let's start in the beginning. You're a family business consultant now, but you got your start in a family business. And you are the third generation in your family business. Can you tell us a little bit about the family business history of Royal Cup Coffee and Tea, which I believe was founded by your grandfather in the 1950s?
1: Well, actually, Greg, uh, our business was founded back in 1896. Oh, wow. uh, Okay. (laughs) Henry T. Batterton. Um, My grandfather, uh, Billy Smith, bought the business uh, from the bank that was managing Mr. Batterton's estate. He bought it in 1950. And so the Smith family uh, chapter began, uh, as you pointed out, in 1950 uh, with my grandfather.
0: Well, thanks for sharing that. Wow, 1896, yes, yes. that's a, that's a yes.
1: while ago. Yeah. There's some history there.
0: <laughs> well, tell us a little bit more about it uh, from your certainly. grandfather and, and your, your dad and on now
1: to the third generation. Well, certainly. Well, I'm very appreciative of my grandfather being the entrepreneur that he was and the passion that he had for buying and owning and running a business. And I'm very, very thankful that he chose coffee. Uh, coffee is a wonderful beverage. Uh, and we are certainly passionate about it. Uh, My grandfather uh, focused our uh, company's business on grocery stores uh, back in the 1950s and early 1960s. And then when my father joined the business, uh, because my grandfather, his father, uh, came down with lung cancer, my father uh, joined and began running the business. And with his uh, strategic vision, decided that it was better for the growth of the company to move away from grocery and focus on food service. So the restaurants and cafeterias Mm -hmm. and hotels uh, where really uh, you could form a relationship uh, and grow with that relationship as your customers grow. And soon after that, uh, in the uh, mid 1970s, my uncle joined my father and the two of them together Uh, really uh, took the company and expanded it year after year after year until ultimately uh, in the late 1990s, early 2000s, uh, Royal Cup truly became a nationwide coffee roaster and distributor. Uh, And I'm very, very uh, thankful and appreciative of all of the hard work uh, that the two of them together and how, quite frankly, they complemented one another. Mm -hmm. My father's strategic vision, vision and my uncle's uh, hardworking sales efforts, the two of them really took a small company based in Birmingham, Alabama and grew it into a nationwide uh, coffee roaster and distributor. Hmm. I was very fortunate. Uh, I joined the business uh, when I was 16, learned how to roast coffee uh, at that age and uh, uh, really became passionate about the business myself. Uh, and throughout my 25 plus years of being in the business, uh, thoroughly enjoyed seeing the company grow. And I had the distinct pleasure of uh, supporting the company through a lot of infrastructure projects uh, so that we had the capability and capacity to deliver to those customers on a nationwide uh, basis. Uh, and it, it, it was really a wonderful, uh, chapter for me when I led the company as third generation president and CEO. Uh, and I'm very, very thankful that, uh, so many people enjoy the great coffees and teas, uh, that Royal cup delivers through its team of people.
0: Well, well, let's, you, you, you covered a lot of things there. Let's break it. Let's break a few of those down a little bit, uh, uh so that our listeners can, uh, maybe, uh, uh, compare it to some of the things that they're dealing with in their business. So, uh, so you talked about your first role in your family business was a roaster. I know a lot, of, a lot of uh, of us who worked in our family business may have started out sweeping floors or, or uh, uh, delivering product or s- sales on the floor or. Purchasing or whatever, so you started out as a roaster, and that's a good place. You got to know your beans to know your coffee. So uh, uh, that sounds like it was a great way. But I suppose my question is: so you grew up in the business uh, with your grandfather, and then your your father and your uncle. Uh, Did they ask you to join the business? Was it always assumed that you were going to join the family business? Uh, How did that conversation come about, or did it? Just one day, uh, you showed up, uh, started working, and they gave you a paycheck.
1: (laughs) Well, I was always exposed to the business by joining my father when he would work on the weekends. And I I distinctly remember as a young child uh, going out there on several weekends and uh, playing around the coffee sacks. And. Uh, as a young child building forts in the warehouse. Uh, I'm sure the employees did not appreciate that come Monday. Uh, (laughs) But I do remember uh, being around the business uh, during those uh, early formative years. Mm -hmm. And that planted the seed uh, within me such that as I uh, grew older, and then when I started working as a teenager, uh, it, it just became a part of who Uh, I was, and uh, as you might say, coffee became a part of of me uh, in a very personal and passionate way. And our family believes in uh, the value of immersion. And so my first summer uh, really was when I immersed myself in the roasting and operations Mm -hmm. uh, of our business. And one thing led to another uh, over the years where I uh, was also immersed in other facets of our business. Mm -hmm. And so that cultivated a strong interest. uh, And I look back on that and and really see that as a tremendous value uh, that if you do have a uh, family business that you provide those opportunities uh, to your children, to your next generations so that they have an awareness and they can decide for themselves, do they have the passion to join the business uh, as a career. Hmm. Wise advice. Thanks
0: for sharing that, Bill. Well, w- w- you know, it's one thing to, to know the business and everything else, but in 2014, you were uh, promoted to president and C- CEO. Moving from co- uh, coffee beans to spreadsheets and uh, financing uh, to uh, global, uh, national expansions and everything else. What uh, what other skills did you have to learn? How did you learn them? Uh, from from the standpoint of leadership and uh, management uh, to to run the family business, uh, so that maybe some of our uh, uh, people who are listening uh, might uh, learn something from that.
1: Well, Greg, that's a great question. I think there, there are several things that I would point out. First of all, uh, as I've mentioned, I did experience a significant immersion in many different facets of our business uh, from my teenage years uh, through my early professional years uh, when I graduated from college. Mm-hmm. So I spent uh, about six to eight years in field sales, learning the value of mm-hmm. our delivery and distribution uh, mm-hmm. systems, uh, meeting our customers firsthand, sometimes as early as 5 o'clock in the morning uh, to deliver their product and to inspect their equipment and make sure the, uh, uh, the customer and, uh, and client experience is what Royal Cup uh, uh, you know, models itself after. Uh, and so a collection of all of those experiences gave me a foundation uh, where I had the confidence of knowing what our business is all about, Uh, from the delivery to the customer to the operations of producing the coffee uh, to the selling uh, efforts that are required on a day in and day out basis. Mm -hmm. Coupled with that, Greg, uh, it was very important uh, to our family that uh, if you had an interest in the business, that not only did you pursue a college degree, but you also pursued the appropriate experience uh, working outside of the family Mm -hmm. and uh, pursuing additional education uh, if you are motivated to be in the business world. And so uh, I graduated from Davidson College, which is an excellent local mm-hmm. arts college, uh, but I chose to go back and pursue my MBA. And I graduated from the Gazueta Business School at Emory University. Uh, and so I had a lot of that uh, uh, education and that uh, uh, experience to mm-hmm. add to the uh, many years of experience uh, I had in our business uh, working in in all different facets of Mm -hmm. it. And I think that is important um, for the generations that come into a family business is to establish that credibility, uh, both through your internal experience as well as your external experience.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, excellent, excellent. Well, you mentioned uh, a, a few times about uh, your your father taking over from your grandfather, and you use the term strategic vision. Uh, you were the next generation uh, to come into to the uh, to the company, uh, and so many times when we're working with family business, we ask about what was the vision of the founder or whatever. And many times, uh, especially when you get to third or fourth generation, they may not have even known them. Uh, so they don't really know what the vision of the founder was. How important was the, is, is the success of your business or any family business that you might work uh, with in your advisory service is uh, vision Uh, to success of a family business?
1: Greg, that's a great question. And I think it's a very important uh, baton exchange with uh, incoming generations is to know the value of the strategic vision and the aspirations of the generation that comes before you. And thankfully, I had plenty of opportunities to work with and be around both my father and my uncle, and to understand what drove them Uh, and and drove their passion to grow our business and to focus on delivering high quality coffees and teas, and especially uh, delivering high quality service to our customers. Uh, So uh, understanding what that looks like and how that's put into practice uh, day in and day out, uh, working in the business is very, very valuable as an incoming member of the next generation to know what it's like and to know how to to grab hold of that baton and to continue continue, uh, building on that as the next generation comes forward.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Bill. Um, Let's talk a little bit now. After you became president and CEO, I understand uh, that your your family transitioned into a non-family and professional executive team uh, to manage uh, the day-to-day operations of the family business. Uh, and then the, the, the family became more of the uh, board and working on the higher level there. I know that a number of our uh, family business uh, uh, clients and, and listeners uh, assume that transition of leadership is, is, is to the next generation, that there has to be uh, a family member in the leader, in the lead role as president, CEO, a CFO or whatever what are some of the advantages and disadvantages of having a non-family management team for your family business?
1: That's a great question. And it was an important step uh, for us as a family to pursue uh, the next stage of growth and development by choosing a non-family executive leader. We were fortunate uh, that we had uh, hired a, a team of executive leaders Uh, who were fully capable and uh, professional and and experts in their own right. Uh, And so we were fortunate that we did have a a gentleman uh, in our CFO uh, role who uh, I hired, who was ready for that growth. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so it was an important decision. Uh, With family businesses, you certainly have to respect and honor uh, the family element, but also importantly, the business element. And we as a family uh, decided that for the growth and success of the business, uh, it was time to uh, remove the family influence uh, from the day-to-day operation and focus uh, the business around a non-family executive leader. Uh, And I'm very, very thankful uh, for how the company transitioned uh, and how successful uh, the executive leader and the executive team, uh, how successful they've been through a very challenging uh, COVID uh, experience. I say say that because uh, with family dynamics, uh, you have a lot of emotion and a lot of passion. uh, And that's very, very important to drive and support a business. uh, But sometimes that brings its own challenges and burdens into the day-to-day operation. And we wisely chose to separate that uh, and see the growth of a non-family executive leader and executive team to step forward and carry a royal cup into the next phase of growth.
0: Hmm. Excellent. Yes, it's uh, 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 sometimes as long as the vision is there, uh, you you can uh, you can be successful by maintaining ownership, but having a, a leadership uh, from a non-family uh, uh, source. Well, According to the Small Business Administration, over 50% of of privately owned companies, um, many of them family family owned businesses, and it it may even be higher now uh, after COVID, uh, are thinking about transitioning uh, their business in the next uh, five years. and you know business owners are are very good at managing their business and managing sales and operations and whatever but transitioning their business may be they will or they will only do one transition in their entire careers in their business in most instances what are some of the challenges uh, that the family businesses that you advise go through in transitioning the business uh, through the family, uh, several family generations?
1: That's a great question, Greg. Uh, I, I think we're, we as family business leaders uh, do a very solid job of focusing on uh, the business and the day-to-day events of what the business requires. Uh, but to say that we have the ability to uh, step aside from that and lift our heads and focus on the longer-term vision, in particular, the transitions that uh, would come about, that's not necessarily our day-to-day job and day-to-day focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so to be able to uh, to uh, to work with a partner, to work with an outside uh, objective uh, uh, person or group, it's important to be able to to see what the strategy and what the necessary steps are uh, to really set up a transition and then to implement uh, a transition on the appropriate schedule such that you have an incoming generation prepared and also ready to take the responsibility in the baton exchange uh, to go forward. And that's a unique skill Uh, And it is uh, oftentimes something that is easy to set aside because you get so involved on the day-to-day challenges. Uh, But having a consultant or an advisor uh, as your partner, uh, it enables you to be accountable to the important steps uh, to build up and then execute through a transition.
0: Yeah, yeah, we, we... We say as, as family business advisors that there's only one thing that we can guarantee is the hundred percent of us are going to transition whether we want to or not. And for both our family and, and especially for our family business that planning is essential uh, to a successful transition for the one thing that you've worked your entire life uh, to, to build uh, for, uh, for your family and it's your, in your family legacy. So uh What suggestions do you have for family business owners who may be thinking about transitioning uh, uh, their business, but uh, either it's the only thing they know, uh, they have a fear of it, or uh, as uh, as I have them, when they come to me is, as they say, Greg, I, I want to transition out of my business, but I just don't know how, what, what, what's some advice you would have for them?
1: That, that's a great question, Greg. And, and I think when a business owner, uh, when he or she sees the opportunity and makes the important decision to consult with an outside uh, friend or advisor, I think that's an important step. And I uh, compliment those business owners who who make that decision uh, to seek that advice. Uh, so you're creating an accountability partnership, and you're also creating the opportunity to talk openly uh, with someone who is objective and presumably seeking a, a partnership uh, uh, role in you executing a, a transition at some point in time. Uh, but it does take careful planning uh, and careful thought. And it's not something uh, that is easily done within a very, very short window of time. It it, it takes uh, a lot of time to think through how to do it, when to do it, and who are the right people to involve such that that transition, that baton exchange uh, is successfully completed. Mm -hmm. Uh, So my first advice is reach out to someone who you trust and can be a, an effective partner. And then two, give yourself plenty of time so that you can be proactive uh, and you, you do not put yourself where you're in a have to or a reactive position. Mm. Uh, because too often, that's when we hurry and that's when we don't have the liberty of, of, uh, of time to explore uh, multiple options uh, and then choose the best one or two mm. to pursue.
0: Mm. Thank you. Good, good, good answer. Good answer. Well, you know, some of our, uh, people listening out here, uh, says, well, um, uh, uh, Bill, you, your family's transitioned the management day-to-day operations of the, uh, of the family business to this management team and you serve on a board. So, uh, you're spending an awful lot of time on the golf course or the tennis court or whatever, but you have started, uh, double iron consulting uh, 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 to work with family businesses. So tell us a little bit about double iron consulting and what motivated you to start the business?
1: Thank you, Greg. Uh, Having grown up and and, uh, participated in and ultimately uh, being the leader of a uh, family business uh, over the course of 25 plus years, I have this tremendous uh, passion and appreciation uh, that I want to share and, and pay it forward or give back uh, to other family businesses uh, who are at that generation one or generation two stage and are beginning to identify how they can continue to grow their business and, and see it be successful into the next generation. And I recognize that, that uh, my practical experience can be something that will assist and help them. Uh, and so I, I'm excited about those opportunities to do so uh, and, and blessed to have the relationships and the colleagues that, that I've come to know over the years and to share my advice such that uh, they learn uh, from the things that we did well and they also learn from the things that we at Royal Cup uh, maybe wish that we had done differently or done better. Uh, sure. And I think for today's economy and for uh, what we uh, – pride ourselves in across the United States, uh, family businesses are certainly a tremendous part of the economic engine uh, that supports our country. And so anything I can do uh, to, uh, to share my practical experience uh, with other family businesses, uh, I'm motivated to do that.
0: Great, great, great. Well, there's so many things that family business owners need to consider Uh, in making their business a success, but what would be one important thing that you would like to to share with family business owners that that can help them in making their business a success?
1: Greg, one of the uh, aspects that I would strongly encourage uh, family business owners to consider uh, and to implement would be to recognize the value that an advisory board or a formal board of directors uh, can provide to their business. Uh, I know many times as a founder in generation one, uh, that's not something that you have time or are thinking about. Uh, But in my experience and having worked with a variety of uh, other businesses, uh, having that type of uh, partner who has the ability to come in uh, quarterly or on a a frequency that you prefer, they help you with your strategy. They help you with uh, being accountable to where you wanna take the business. Uh, And so I would strongly recommend uh, that uh, family businesses uh, pursue and implement uh, an advisory board or a formal board of directors uh, so that they can hit the goals and uh, objectives of their success plan, their overall strategy, and importantly, when they're developing their leadership team or anticipating and planning their transition, uh, that they have that uh, board to assist them so that they think through it in a very smart and strategic way and are not operating in a silo uh, to themselves.
0: Hmm. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, yeah, I, we, we talked to a lot of family uh, businesses, and we asked, do you have a board? And I said, yes. And most of the time, their board is made up of, of the ones who own the business, uh, the stockholders, stakeholders, which uh, in most instances are family members and maybe one or two key uh, 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 team members that they've uh, uh, gifted some stock to it. Uh, but So from the standpoint, what advice would you give for uh, who or what uh, to consider uh, to become a member of their advisory board? Is it their friend uh, that uh, they play golf with every Friday or is it their attorney or is it their accountant uh, or is it somebody who's completely non-connected to their business from a from a revenue uh, standpoint or, or whatever, what, uh, what what would an ideal board member look like?
1: Well, Greg, it, it certainly would depend on the type of business sure. mm-hmm. uh, that they're in. Uh, but generally speaking, uh, I would encourage an owner or an ownership family to think about their own strategy uh, for their business and then to identify who are the types of individuals, who are the experts in other fields or in their industry that can uh, give them a strong assist in achieving their company's goals over the course of time. Hmm. I know it's easy to fall back on other family members or other shareholders or stakeholders Mm -hmm. or your attorney uh, or your accountant. Those are, are wonderful individuals that support the business on a regular basis but think about your advisory board or your board of directors in a strategic sense, and then identify where are the opportunities where I can bring someone in on a quarterly basis to give strategic vision and advice and help hold uh, the the ownership family accountable uh, to the strategic growth of the company. And that's how I would uh, go about uh, selecting and pursuing members to that advisory board or to that board of directors.
0: Wise advice, Bill, wise advice. Thanks for sharing that. Well, we're, we're coming to the end of our, our time together. I, I could talk with you on for hours here because I thoroughly enjoy the, the subject and, and your experience and, and your company. But uh, what does the future look like for Bill?
1: Well, the future for Bill is uh, very much about uh, seeing the success of family businesses uh, and how I can participate uh, in helping them achieve the success that they aspire to achieve for themselves. And I'm doing that through Double Iron Consulting. Mm -hmm. I'm certainly passionate about coffee and passionate about tea. And so I will continue to uh, invest myself uh, in, in what Royal Cup is doing. And I'm very proud of all of the team members at Royal Cup. Uh, And certainly appreciative of all our many customers, Uh, but I'm at a unique opportunity where I can take the years of experience that I have and give it back to other family businesses and help them as they plan forward and uh, identify the success uh, strategy from going from the founding generation uh, to the second generation, and then uh, on to the third and fourth generation beyond that. And I do, as I just said, I do uh, believe strongly uh, in helping businesses, uh, think through, uh, adding an advisory board or a board of directors. Cause I do think that's a wonderful way to help with their strategy.
0: Well, uh, any closing thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners before we, uh, sign off?
1: I think a great way to start a morning is with a high quality cup of coffee. So I, <laughs> I, I strongly recommend that. Uh, and I would love to think that it's a Royal cup, uh, um, cup of coffee at that.
0: Oh, great, great uh, closing thought. Uh, Remember the coffee and uh, and when you're drinking it, think of uh, uh, Bill and his family. Well, Bill, thank you for being my guest on Family Business Today. Please accept our best wishes for continued success for you and for your business, Double Iron Consulting. To learn more about Bill and his business, visit his website at www.doubleironconsulting.com.
1: Greg, thank you very much, and I appreciate all that you do.
0: To our listeners, thank you for joining us for the Family Business Day podcast, brought to you by the Tennessee Center for Family Business, located in Nashville, Tennessee. Our passion is to help families create a positive environment where the family thrives, the business performs, and working together create a lasting family legacy. Whether you're a business owner looking to grow your family business, or you are wanting to prepare to someday sell or transition the business to the next generation, check out our free resources on our website at www.tncfb.com. If you want to talk to a family business advisor about your specific family business needs, Schedule a 30 minute no cost call by sending us an email to infotncfb.com. So if you want to talk, we will listen. Until next time, thanks for joining us.